Gitin Perik Dalid Mishnah Ches 4.8, and this Mishnah really is very similar to the previous Mishnah. Here we have Amotzias Ishto Mishum Ailonis. A man is divorcing his wife, and he says explicitly at the time of the divorce, he's divorcing her because he suspects that she is an Ailonis. Ailonis is a woman who um, never reaches uh, maturity, like to go through adolescence, puberty, to be able to bear children. Okay, so it's a hormonal problem she has ostensibly, and... Um, when the husband and this woman got married, so so she was young, this was very common time in the mission, they would get married, let's say 12 years old, and he assumed she would go through puberty and be able to have children. Um, later on, she has signs of being an Ilonist, so that would be, you know, she doesn't go through the normal things that, that uh, girls go through but to become women. So he divorces her, saying, I want to have children, and it seems like you can't. Now, if she has the signs of being an Ilonist, um, and she's a presumptive Ilana, so therefore she actually would um, not just um, not just be divorced from him, um, but it actually could be considered like a mekach tos. The whole kedushin from the outset when they got married was predicated on the assumption she could have children and that she's a normal woman. She actually wasn't a normal woman. She was an Ilanus. And that being the case, um, as we'll see in Lord in the Mishnah, he could actually say the whole thing was a mistake and he entered into false pretenses and therefore actually not have to pay her ksuba either, as we'll see momentarily. But the first point is, as I said in the previous Mishnah, once he's saying the reason why he's divorcing her, I'm divorcing you because you are an Ilanus, or you seem like an Ilanus. The question is, what happens if it turns out that she isn't? Can he then say, oh, if I'd have known you could have had children, I would have never divorced you. And then that would make the get to be retroactively not valid, and therefore the divorce wasn't valid, and therefore her second marriage um, wasn't valid, and therefore the children she has from the second marriage are actually mamzerim. So can that happen? So Rabbi Yehuda, Omer lo yachzir. Rabbi Yehuda says, he can. We have. He can't ever take her back. Exactly the same as the previous mission we had about the the rumors and the Ndarim. He could never take her back. Meaning, at the time that he divorces his wife, once he says, "I'm doing it for this reason," Mishum, you're at Ilanus because you're at Ilanus. So then, um, we tell him then and there. Listen, this is a one shot deal. You're welcome to divorce this woman, but are you sure you want to do it? Because if you divorce, you can never take her back. And if he says yes, I'm committed to divorcing her. So then, if later on he says, oh, I did, wouldn't have really divorced her, we won't believe him because he showed he was resolute in divorcing her now. And that being the case, since we won't believe his claim that he wouldn't have divorced her had he known different facts because he was resolute in divorcing her now, so therefore he can't make the call to get into question, therefore her children will not be mamzerim from the second marriage. And that being the case, the tikkun, the takanas olam here, the, the, is the takana is that by forcing him to understand he can never remarry her, that this is a final decision, that also ensures that he can't call the get into question later on, protecting the children from being mamzerim if they are children from a second marriage. Again, obviously that means that she actually wasn't an Elanus. He thought she was, everyone thought she was, but it turns out she isn't. Okay, the Chacham say, no, we're not afraid of that. We're not afraid of that, meaning he could remarry his wife, uh, in the event that he chooses to do so, we won't say that he would be able to say, oh, I mean, and if he didn't remarry her and someone else did marry her and then she had children from the second person, he wouldn't be able to say, oh, if I'd have known differently, I wouldn't have divorced you. Now, this Rebbe Meir, excuse me, this Chachamim is actually Rebbe Meir Shita, says the Gemara, and it's um, based on the principle that in the language of the 
of the uh, the Gemara, mechlal hain i atashomeyalav, which means from a statement you cannot infer its inverse. Uh, so let me explain that for just a moment here. In normal logical statements, like if you learn in math class, so to speak, so if a person says a proposition, which is something like, you know, if it's raining, then the grass is wet. So the inverse of that would say, if it's not raining, then the grass is not wet. And that, of course, doesn't necessarily follow. The grass could be wet for other reasons as well. The question is when a person says something, let's say in court, or in such a scenario where he gives a reason for why he's doing what he's doing, do we understand that the inverse is also true? Just as it's most probably true, the grass is not wet if it's not raining. Um, so in other words, a person, a person says of his, he's a boss, he says to an employee, you know, I'm firing you because you've been late 10 times this week. Okay, so does it logically follow that if the employee had not been late 10 times that week, then the employee would not have been fired? Again, it's not clear. This is a question not of pure logic, but also of, I'll call it psychology and how people speak, because it's not necessarily true. In other words, you could take the position, he said he's firing the employee because they were late 10 times, which means if they were late just, late just nine times, they wouldn't be fired. Or you could say, no, when a person's, just because I said, you've been late 10 times, so I'm firing you, doesn't mean if you were only late nine times, I wouldn't have fired you. Okay, so here... We have a situation where Rebbe Meir, who's referred to as the Chum over here, holds that you cannot make such an inference. Meaning, if I, if I say, I'm firing because you've been late 10 times this week, you cannot make the assumption in court that if the employee had been late just nine times, after all, they wouldn't have been fired. Okay, that's the principle of And similarly, if a person says, I'm divorcing you because you're an Ilanus, that doesn't mean... If it turns out she's not Alanis, he wouldn't have divorced her anyways. That's the Chacham's position, Reb Meir. And that being the case, um, even if he would later on say, oh, if I'd have known that you weren't an Alanis, I wouldn't have divorced you, we will not believe that claim. And that being the case, he can't mess her up. And that being the case, there's no reason to make it to cut in the first place that he can't take her back. Because he can't mess up the the children of a, of a, of a subsequent marriage. And therefore he... Yachaziri could take her back, then there's no takana applies to such a situation. Fine. Now, that's issue number one. But the attendant issue, the other issue, is one of the ksuba. As I mentioned before, if a woman who gets married before she is a mature woman going through puberty and able to have children, and she never passed through that stage, so she never had children, she's an Ilanus, a confirmed Ilanus, right? Then there are actually signs and more gifts what exactly confirms an Ilanus. Um, so then... Um, she would forfeit her ksuba, okay, because it was a mekachtos, like I said. So he, she can't collect on her ksuba at all. Here what happened is, the first husband divorces his wife. He says, because you're Ilanus, you're divorced. She marries a second man and has a child with him. Clearly, she wasn't Ilanus. She's having children. So the question is now, she can say, listen, that means that it wasn't a mekachtos originally. And therefore, even though I'm divorced now, and we did that get, I'll call it a suffolk, because maybe, maybe not, in any case, the ksuba, you didn't pay me because you were claiming that I was an Ilanus and it was Mechaktos. That's not true. I'm obviously not an Ilanus. I had children. And therefore, you have to pay me my ksuba. So she can go back and get the 200 zuz or whatever it was from the ksuba. So what if she makes such a claim? And that's what happens here. So it says here, 
Um, she marries the second person. She has children with the second person, Hemenu, from him. Now she goes back to the first husband and says, Listen, you owe me 200 zuz for my first ksuba. Who was the one who said, Because we're going to believe the claim. So that was a claim about divorcing her because of the lack of children issue. But now he's going to say a different thing. He says, Listen, Omer La, Rabbi Huda says, We would tell her, meaning we advise her as her legal advisors, Shtikusich yafalich medibrich. Your silence is better, you're better off, literally means your silence is better for you than your speaking, but it means you're better off saying nothing and not complaining about the ksuba, says Rabbi Huda. Because why? Because even if we've resolved the issue of him being resolute and divorcing her because she was an Ilanus, he could say, Listen, there's a different issue, which is if I'd have known I had to pay the ksuba, I wouldn't have divorced her. That's 200 zuz. So therefore, he could say that the original get wasn't binding because he didn't know he was going to have to pay the ksuba. He was misled. And that being the case, the get would not be, if that get's not binding, she's still an ish. The second marriage is invalid. The children are mamzerim. So therefore, Quintra Behuda, don't tell her. Rather, you leave that 200 zoz on the table and don't claim it because he can end up saying, uh, he can end up making your children from the second marriage be mamzerim. Now, uh, it is a discussion if the Chacham would agree with this or not. And the halacha, there's a bit of a split of the opinions exactly um, in terms of, of how this would work. So I'll leave it halacha lemaisa. It's not really lemaisa. Anyways, aside um, for anyone who has such a situation to ask <laughs> what the halacha lemaisa is.